fuel for freedom. Add a spark to your day or night. You get to choose which best serves you. Introducing Tony Rusing. Welcome to Fuel for Freedom, where we offer you information that you can use immediately to help you grow or stretch your career or your gifts and talents. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Jeannie Alexander. She has been gracious enough to give us an interview, and we want to get right to that interview. Let's get started. Jeannie, you grew up in Southern Florida. Yes. And you were raised in a family with a brother and a sister, I believe. Is that right? Yes, it was the three of us. As you were growing up, what little lesson did you learn as a child that has been carried all the way through your life? That one lesson, there are probably many, but what is the one specific thing you remember from that one experience that was helpful to you? Be respectful to others. My dad mom, and mom made sure that they instilled in us the respect of others. It really emphasizing the scripture that says, because I grew up in a ministry family. And so my father was a pastor, my mom, a pastor's wife. We were PKs, which is just pre preacher's kid. And my dad would always emphasize the commandment, you know, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So we both just took that, all three of us actually took that concept all throughout our lives, respect God and respect others. On your first job, I believe you worked at a bread company. Yes, Panera Bread. So there you are in a retail setting, serving the public along with your other job responsibilities. Part of your job was to serve the public and make sure that the customer was happy. Yes. What kind of boss did you work for? Oh, that's I. I actually really enjoyed working for for um, my boss. He had two first names, David John, <laughs> and so uh, what the type of person he was. He was a man filled with integrity, and he really kind of drove in kind of the same concepts that my parents did um, in the workplace. You 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 come on time. You are respectful and you are diligent and consistent at your job. And so I learned a lot from David um, that when you're respectful and you are consistent and you are good at your job, doors will open and you will become a stronger individual and people will trust you. And so I really implemented those things in my life, even as an adult today. So three of the lessons I'm hearing you learned were to be very respectful, treat people with dignity, and use good judgment. Yes. So when you're using good judgment, what's an example of a time when you were working in that environment and you came across a difficult person? That, actually, there's actually a real incident that happened um, where it, people would have people have thought about this person as a difficult customer, you know, the person that always wants to talk about, you know, 
what you're not getting right. And then they want to see the manager. And it's so funny before they would send these people to see David, they would actually call me because I always understood that at the core of what that person was really saying, they just wanted to be heard. And a lot of the times when you wait and you listen and you listen with intentionality and you actively listen to that person. You're not just like, yeah, 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 nonchalant. I, I, I developed the skill of listening actively where I would repeat what the person said, what I'm hearing they're saying, what I understand that they're saying. And it, almost nine times out of 10, the situation would dissipate and we would all, it would be a win-win situation. So I learned, I learned how to actively listen. Active listening is such an amazing tool anyone can have in order to really kind of become an effective communicator. And it's easy when someone is easy to work with. So when you work with this person, and that is a little bit more delicate by being a good listener, what you help them do, from what I'm hearing you say, is get past the fear they may be experienced. Absolutely. And sometimes they may not know that it's fear. But when you're using good judgment and you're listening actively, you as the listener, you can pick up on these cues that they themselves might not know that they're giving. And so if you're able to actively listen, you can maneuver and navigate um, in a way that you can bring them along with you and bring the, the situation down, uh, calm the situation of the person. So I've learned that. It's time to choose a path, go to college, and prepare. Do you remember that moment? And what happened in that moment? I do. I remember what exactly what happened in that moment. I remember um, having to make a decision between pursuing with my parents was, you know, they were adamantly communicating, you know, we want you to go into this career and having to hear what they wanted and what God wanted and what I wanted. And that moment in my life, I had to make a big decision. Are you going to listen to what your parents want? Are you going to follow your heart? Or are you going to submit their will and your will to God's will. And once I went through that journey, I realized that God had such an amazing plan for my life and for my parents when I decided to submit my will to his and take my parents' suggestions and submit those to him. And he was able to say, you know what? I'm calling you to serve into my house. And once I, I got that call and it was confirmed, um, I went to a Christian college and I majored in ministry leadership. And God has been on this journey with me ever since. It's been an amazing adventure. Ah, uh, the adventure begins. And of course, you finish and receive a degree. There must have been a particular subject that you were really interested in, and you just took a deep dive into it. What was that subject? There was. That is a great question. I loved, I don't know for those people who are out there who might be in the same uh, uh, ministry or path that I, that I took, I loved a particular class um, and it was titled Systematic Theology. This is where you would learn. It was literally the study of God. And in that class, I discovered what I believed about God, what I believed about myself, and what I believed about life. So it was, I think, probably the best 
college experience that I had was in that class. I feel like I became an adult, like a big girl <laughs> in that class because I figured out who Jeannie was and what Jeannie was here for and who God is to Jeannie. And so I, I mean, I would, even if you're not in ministry, I'd take that class. <laughs> it's a great, great way to figure out um, what you believe about God and yourself. Currently, right now, my title is Director of Discipleship at Harborside Christian Church, which I am, it's perfect. I'm, I, I think I'm equipped. I've been, I think God's been training me my entire life to do something that, in a church that way, like discipling people. I love that. I think it's great. I like the fact that you took one step at a time in a stepwise way and find yourself in this new role. What are some of the things you recognize, things in you that prepared you, things that, that you'd learned all along the way? I'll tell you right now, respect people, be consistent. Everything, listen to your parents. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> I never believed they did. But now that I am in this position, I have seen the respecting people, still something that applies, being consistent, um, being intentional, learning how to actively listen. All of those tools that God gave me, now I feel even more are being put on the forefront in my own life, in this career. It's not, I am not brand new to respecting people. It's not the first time I'm learning to activate those skills. It's not the first time I'm learning to actively listen. I am now, it's almost like I've been training in a marathon and now it is the big race. And so I am excited and at the same time, a little nervous because um, I kind of don't know where this is going, but so far I feel very equipped. I am very much equipped. <laughs> and then nothing's new under the sun. That's like a biblical saying. Like, yes, it might not be me serving people bread, but it's still me serving people the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. A higher calling, but training has already made, taken place. So I'm ready. Jeannie, what helps you daily to do your job as you live out and by your faith? What would that be? That's so good. I would say there's two things. I have learned that actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ has been the keystone uh, anchor for what I have to go to daily. And really conceptualizing and understanding humility being a humble person, someone that values humility, because there are people who don't value it. They think it's a weakness or something that shouldn't be celebrated. But I have learned to daily be conscious about my, the, my position of humility, not only before God, but before man, has been a tremendous, um, it has served me tremendously in my life and in my walk with Christ. So I, I daily have to be intentional about pursuing in a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is being in my Bible, um, being intentional about connecting with God's people, um, not being, not having a secret, um, I guess you could say uh, some people don't believe in be going to church or even speaking to people of faith, but I, I think being intentional about speaking um, to people with who have faith um, and connecting with the community of faith has helped my relationship 
with Christ grow so much because no man is an island. Like I, I can't see the back of my head. Somebody else, <laughs> somebody else has to say, hey, Jeannie, you've got some fur in this big fro <laughs> in the back of your head. And that takes somebody who is walking with you and is intentional and has bought in to your life to be literally God, God's hands and feet in your own walk, as you are the God's hands and feet in their own walk, that accountability, um, just, it has helped me grow tremendously. And this is a daily, a daily thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much grateful for that. There are a lot of people who go to church on a Sunday, and then they work someplace five days a week without the opportunity that you have to live your faith in your role every day. Would you have some words for them regarding how to integrate what they believe into their job and do so in a non-threatening and and loving way? I love that. I think this is where I would camp in the position of authenticity. Sometimes when we work into or, or have to, it feels like you're living a double life where you've got this Christian part of yourself and then you've got the real world where you've got to go to work and you're not around believers and you've got to kind of assimilate and 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 blend in I would advise against that I, I would I would say be unapologetic about what you are and who you are in Christ I'm not saying blatantly have like a banner over your desk Christian sitting here you know but I would say in how you interact with your coworkers and how you interact with your boss like i.e. be the one that's on time, be the one that's extra friendly, be the one that's, you know, uh, always with a, a, a encouraging word, be the person that can't be ignored because of something that is in you that cannot be explained, but is authentic. You don't go into the car and go, you know, you shadow box and you're like, gotta be a Christian today. Gotta be a Christian today, you know, but it's authentic in you. You're like that every single time. They're not going to find you at, or me at, or anyone at Starbucks. And we're yelling at the person behind the counter. And then we're like, oh, have a nice day at work. No, you be gently, you be gentle all the time, every time, intentional. And I can guarantee you, someone's going to come up to you someday and say, what is that? What is that about you? Why are you always dot, 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 dot? And that would be your opportunity to share with them your faith and your belief and be used by God. That would be my best way to encourage you in that situation. This last year is not anything any of us expected. We all experienced some of it in form of frustration and being anxious. 2020 has made a big, a very big different change in our world. What would you say to the person who doesn't have that sense of belonging to a community of faith? What counsel, suggestion, or recommendation can you offer to help them find that authenticity that you're you're describing? I, my recommendation would be this, self-realization. 
you you might have gone through covid and things you love it you love the exclusivity you love the you're you're an introvert you you're enjoying not you're loving social you've social distanced all your life this is not new for you and and so you're enjoying that time but you know i'm going to be i'm going to be honest i just i really don't think you are i think that over time you want to be around people. We want to be in community. So this advice will go to everyone who's, who, whether you're an introvert, extrovert, I think we're all made for community. And I think when you start to ask yourself the question, you know, how can, how, there's always steps. And I think when you're, when you're figuring out where you want to come, uh, uh, come have camaraderie and have a person connect into your life, it starts with you being honest with yourself that you're wanting that. If you want that, like for example, for me, I wanted a college degree, but I didn't want to sit home and get that. I actually actively looked at a college that I wanted to attend. I actively searched um, the tuition. I actively searched other people who out other people who attended the college. I did the legwork in order to get my degree. It's no different here. I know we're in COVID, but there are so many different technological ways that you can reach out and say, hey, I am hungry for community. I don't want to get lost in the crowd. I want to be friends with you. I want to go um, and have a Zoom chat with you or a phone call. I don't think COVID travels through the phone lines. You can call. So I think for someone who's at home hungry for community, hungry to be um, connected into some kind of something, it's going to take some legwork on your end because unfortunately we are not all mind readers. And so my strongest advice would be figuring that out that you want that in the first place. I want community. And so once you're honest with yourself and you decide, you know what? Hey, if I want, I'm not going to sit home and get a car. I have to go look for a car. I've got to go shop for a car. I've got to find out that the kind of car that I want. And so it's no different when you're connecting and making connections with people. It takes some active work on both ends, but it starts with self actual like being self-aware. And so once you're self-aware, the rest, it's cake. You've given us some wonderful how-tos and examples. Treat people with dignity and respect. Discover who you are. I'm hearing you say it's helpful and useful to make a priority, to put God first in your life. And, And you do that daily. So it's a way for you to continue to grow and stretch your faith. Expand your gifts and talents and demonstrate authenticity. That is valuable information, not just for ourselves, but for those around us as well. Summarize what we've talked about today in just a few words. What would you say is the most important thing to help our listeners go from where they are to where they need to be? It's a great question. I would answer it this way. I have a personal motto that I go by in everything in life, and it's carpe diem, carpe diem, seize the day, seize the day. I love that in that quote, it puts the action on you and me because God, our Savior Jesus Christ, 
Uh, he's already taken the first step by coming, giving his life on the cross and inviting us into a relationship with him. So if I had to summarize everything we talked about today, respecting others, active listening, understanding where you are in life, I would say when you look at life and you look at yourself, carpe diem, seize the day. You have a day to seize. There are others who don't make it in a day. We know this by the pandemic, but by God's grace, we have days to seize. And so I would encourage you and myself that when you wake up in the morning, you're just like, oh man, no wonder why it's called the present because it is a gift. And today I get to carpe diem, seize the day. Jeannie, this has been a treat for all of us. And we really appreciate you for your enthusiasm and just your sheer joy. And you being here with us today has been wonderful. And we hope at some point you would join us again. Absolutely. This was fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Thank you, Jeannie. See you next time. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is produced by TalkEdits.com. You talk, we'll edit. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. If you want to know more about Tony, visit AimYourSights.com. That's AimYourSights.com. Thanks for listening.